Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When the whip comes down, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. Manchester United out of the Champions League, but Benfica march on. It's Wednesday, 16th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Vidushin Hunteraja. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. It's Mittwoch, as they would say in Germany. Midweek, a Wednesday, as we say in the UK. Good it's to see Mittwoch you. of an English Woche as well, isn't it? Oh, Andy. Because we've, we've, we've got a full load of football this week. A full load of football. Fish, do you regret that being a Manchester United fan? No, we've had our turn. We've, <laughs> we've had our turn and we've ruined it. Yeah, and you've taken a turn. No, you haven't taken a turn. This was kind of Atletico Madrid going to Old Trafford and winning 1-0 in the Champions League. Who could have predicted it? It was vintage at Letty, wasn't it? Well, you know, I, so I said for the Spurs-United game on the weekend, the 3-2, that it was as if a child had come up with that game given how it transpired. Mm. Um, and this was the adult coming in like, no, you can't do that. No. No, this isn't how football works. <laughs> You've had your fun. Yeah. Now sit down and shut up. Here's, here's a little lesson for you. Yeah, write some lines. On the, it does feel like, actually, when you're playing against Atletico, certainly when you're supporting your team against Atletico, you're watching them write lines on a blackboard yeah. over and over again. <laughs> so It must be so frustrating. I, I mean, I can remember being very frustrated. Jim hates it when I go on about this. When Arsenal lost to them 2-1 on aggregate in the semi-final of the Europa League in Wenger's last season. And Arsenal should have won the Europa League that, that, that season because they hammered them in the first leg and managed to get... a managed to not win and draw one all. Mm. Whereas Manchester United, on the other hand, actually did all right getting a one all draw in the first leg. You know, we're going well, Yeah, they if you so the um, they were United were dreadful in the first leg. Yes. And the fact that they got them back, it was it was almost like, right, we were bad, but they were also bad. But it was a sort of a touch Atletico stuff from Manchester United to go there and actually not play very well, even as you say, unless it wasn't great, and then get out of there with a very respectable result. But but it was, I mean, you say that, and I'm not being wise after the event here, but mm. you say that they got very lucky. Yeah, they, you know, they, they did. Manchester got very lucky in the and first They leg. needed Atleti. No, that's, but that's they my needed point. But it wasn't, but, but Atleti don't get, so I, I didn't look at this game No, against Arsenal in that, think, in that one oh, I was sorry, referencing. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They were very lucky. Right. Arsenal should have been, Arsenal should have won that game 2-3, no, but sorry to go on about that. I think the, the, the retro side of it is quite interesting because you were talking about the children being told they're having no fun anymore. <laughs> to me, it felt like Atletico were the children. Mm. Manchester United were Father Christmas. They're like, what would you like 
<laughs> I, I would I would like to be my 2016 self again yeah. for one night. Yeah, is, right. Is, is, is that okay? What would you like, we Diego? Can, we can make that happen. Just the one goal. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> what was quite interesting was uh, I totally forgot um, that after the game in the celebrations, Luis Suarez was among them. He was yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I saw, I saw him. You looked at me like David De Gea looked in the post-match interview. <laughs> I, I, when, when I saw Bearded, him, haggard. <laughs> when I saw him dancing around, Luis Suarez, mm. I, I, I just thought I, I had the same thing. I was like, oh god, yeah, he's he's obviously he's he's there, isn't he? And mm. I just thought, actually, even if he wasn't, he would have snuck in, wouldn't yeah. he? <laughs> just, just to rub it in. Yeah, I, I'm surprised he didn't say something to the camera. You know that that would have been. If he'd have played, I think he probably would have done. Um, but there we are. But David De Gea, though, mentioned him there. He was absolutely despondent post-match interview, as one could understand. And and, and it was put to him that it's another trophyless season for the club. And that was re- that was Jeff Shreves-esque, I thought, that kind of question finish, wasn't it? No, I mean, but it's an important question to ask a guy who's been there throughout it and who's been one of the best performers over that period No, it's of time. a bit Shreves that you've just been beat you're out. You can't believe it's going. Well, and of course, there will be no silverware. David, you do know that. Yeah, but for a team who who kind of built themselves and continue to perpetuate this myth on mm-hmm. on, on silverware and on success, then I, no, I, I, I totally understand why you'd ask that question then and there. He's a senior player. That's the kind of question you get asked and you front up and... I suppose he did, and he's, you know, it, I think the issue is though that like, it's it's you wouldn't say it's solely under Haya that they they've, that they have another trophyless season, but no. no, that is that is fair, um, but I don't think it's on Rangnick either. I'm not saying he's been perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Who's it on, Andy? Pin it on someone. Go on. Well, the players mainly, oh, uh, and, and, and not and the Glazers and the culture. Yeah, the culture of the club, oh. um, which is which is part of the same thing. But I thought for the first half hour, they did pretty well. They did. Like they yeah. they they put Atletico in a position where they they weren't comfortable. You look at say Marcus Llorente, for example, mm. who was the right wing back, but made to do more right back stuff, which he's not very comfortable with. He ended up having a great game. though. Yeah. He, 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 he won did, the ball back did, so uh, well. He did eventually. Mm. And I, I think Rodrigo De Paul was part of that by going out to help him. De Paul had possibly his best Atletico game. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's struggled to settle. Um, but I, I think the thing about that is if you were making a brief for why Rangnick can get them in a good place. It would be that first half hour. But after that, the press dwindled. Everything became a little less precise in terms of the the passing. Atletico were left more time on the ball and were allowed, I think, to to get into the game. And I just felt, I I don't know, just looking at that, I just felt if you were going to make an argument as to why United aren't fit enough to do what Rangnick wants them to do, that would be it. Did it surprise you that Ronaldo started? Uh, no. I, I did see what he did against Spurs, by the way, everybody. just But when you're talking about the pressing, you're talking about Atletico Madrid, you know you're going to have to work really hard. And he was, he was part of that. He, I, he, thought, I mean, he, I thought he did okay. Yeah, well, he made a real effort for that for the first half hour. But the thing is, if Ronaldo's doing that, mm. you know he's going to have to pay the bill for it later. Mm, yeah, and he was. Yeah. If you look in the second half, when United were trying to get back into the game, and apart from that, well, I suppose you can call it a double save that Oblak made from Varane and Ronaldo, mm. even though the, the the second one was pretty much catching practice. Yeah. Apart from that, United were very, very unthreatening. And a huge part of that is every time uh, Ronaldo got the ball against, say, Renildo or Renan Lodi, if he came back to help, which he didn't really need to do that much, he was never going past him. There was yeah. nothing left in the tank for for him to have that little bit of speed over, mm-hmm. over over two yards. It was incredibly flat as it went on. There are so many problems with this United team. And one of the biggest problems is the fact that the appointment of Rangnick is it's just lip service, really. You know, what is he doing? I mean, to me, it felt like he was going there for a stock take. Now, the stock take's been quite revealing in a way because he's been able to look at the team and say, this is what I want to get them to do. This is how short they are. These are the things we need to improve. But because it's Manchester United, because you need instant improvement and instant results, obviously people are going to get ridiculously 
over the top of it. I mean, look, I don't want to, I don't want to coat off a particular pundit for a particular view. Mm. But Paul so Scholes, about Ovish, but Paul Scholes <laughs> afterwards saying that if you swap the coaches yeah. over, it's a different result. Well, Ferdinand I, sort I've, of put him in his place when he said that. Though, that did he that's not? that's not right, is it? I, I mean, the, the the fact is, we have seen with Manchester United in recent months, if they had Diego Simeone. Well, the players just wouldn't have it, yeah, would they? And that, and yeah. they're, 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 not, they're not open to the ideas. They're not prepared to listen. I think it's it's evident from what they're doing on the pitch. They're really half-hearted about their commitment to making United better. And that is the environment of the club, unfortunately. Do you think, that's it? Do you think it's the commitment of the players? And, and you know, is what Andy's saying there, Vish? Yeah, I, I suppose... I want to avoid using the word commitment because I think a lot of the discussion around United... A lot of it, a lot of the words used are, you know, typical words that we use in football that basically have no meaning. Mark. So it's like commitment, desire, and things like that. I think it's a case of want, really. And I think a lot of the players that United have brought in have come in and been sold a dream that is, hasn't been realised. And I think of Bruno is the latest one, really. When Bruno came in, he was the ultimate firefighter, essentially. Mm. And he's got to a stage now where he thinks, right, I've been here for over two years now, and you haven't improved anything around me. Mm. Nothing around me is any better. Well, when he first it's just came, a walking least... ball of frustration, but, uh, isn't it? Yeah. But at least when he first yeah. came, the team was kind of built around him. Yeah. So, it... so, so for that case, you know, if he's scoring goals and he's the main man, he can probably live with that. Yeah, sure. But but like it would it would would have come with uh, obviously they spent a decent amount of money on him, but it would have come with the idea of right, we're gonna we're gonna move forward, we're gonna have a bit more mm-hmm. structure. And what what happened, I think personally, is that you know United got too comfortable mm. with basically giving Bruno Fernandes a Superman cape. Mm-hmm. And he got too comfortable wearing it, which is fine. But it got in, it got United out of, you know, some big holes and it ended up being quite a good short-term fix, all told. You know, mm-hmm. he was he was brilliant. And now, as Andy says, he's just a big ball of frustration now. And because they, the way they have recruited, you look at that squad and it's a, it's a talented squad, but everyone's been sold on a different lie. Mm. Right, right, you know, even someone like Jadon Sancho, sold on a different lie, sold on a different wing, mm-hmm. yeah? And he's happened to work it out himself. And the knock-on effect of that has now been someone like Marcus Rashford who looks, you know, he came on yesterday and he was just dreadful. I think he mm. gave the ball away four or five times in, you know, in consecutive touches or something like that. I can't say I'm too surprised though with where things are at the moment. I, I kind of, I've met the Rangnick appointment more than halfway and I, I quite like some of the stuff he's doing. I really appreciate the honesty. Mm. I think the honesty maybe only comes from someone who knows they're not in it for the long-term job, that they can mm-hmm. be a bit truthful. Yeah. Um, but essentially, United, when they hired him, they could say it was because they weren't sure if they were going to get their two first choices in Ten Hag and Pochettino. Uh, but bringing in someone like Rangnick, who, as I said, I like, it was a bit like a, they've basically written off the rest of the season. It, it's exactly that. It's it's like someone's coming in to sort of figure out what's wrong yeah. to tell you, you know, do you need a few spare not, parts a, or do you need a new boiler? He's a football auditor, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. exactly. Is, yeah. And and the whole problem is, is not the fact that he's probably not going to be coached beyond this season. It's what will he be beyond this season? Because the whole phrasing of like consultant role yeah I mean it, it's so muddy it doesn't you can imply... choose how often you consult with a consultant yeah exa- exactly Vish. <laughs> and, and it, it doesn't it doesn't imply any long term commitment to his ideas it doesn't imply or make clear any like definite sphere of influence you know he might be able to have an input on the next head coach slash manager to me consultant says we'll see how it goes if it doesn't go brilliantly straight away we'll probably pay you off after six months and you'll, you know, politely disappear mm. into the into the background. And that's the problem. It's more short, short-termism. If you're getting him in to provide a philosophy, mm. it has to be medium to long-term. And they've never really shown a, a commitment to that. No. Uh, damning stat on uh, Twitter from uh, Colin Miller said, since David Moyes, Manchester United haven't won a Champions League home knockout game and have scored only one goal. Um just sometimes it is helpful and nice to remember the past. Um, <laughs> as they trudged off the pitch, apparently there were screens around the ground showing pictures of Eric Ten Hag, presumably showing the Ajax. Talking of teams highlights. that don't win a Champions League knockout <laughs> yeah, games at home. <laughs> well, we'll move on to them in a minute. But um, I just want a little mention, though. When we talk about this, and football's a funny old game, Elanga's effort that came off Oblak's head 
And it does go down as a good save because even though you can say we didn't know much about it, the fact is his mm. positioning meant yeah, that he yeah. saved it. It's Schmeichel-esque, isn't it? Well, Filling the goal. The thing is, that goes in. I know it's a basic thing to say, but it, it does it does change it. Then, of course, at the other end, he, he doesn't pick up his man. But great work from Felix and Griezmann. The, the to, thing to, we should say goal. about um, Atletico yesterday, mm. you know, you mentioned back to their 2016 best. I think the that the real throwback for me was how much quality they have with how little of the ball they have in attacking spaces. Mm-hmm. They just, everyone makes correct decisions and Jal Felix's touch is so silky. Even the little, you know, back yeah. heel layoff. Well, it's nice to, to see cross. him do that because Andy, we were a bit concerned when he went there because he's quite a flary player and mm. quite a creative player. And you think, is he going to be wasted at Atletico Madrid? It takes players a long time to adapt to the Atletico way. Mm. You look at Tom Lamar, for example. Yeah, it, yeah, it took him a, a really long time to... To, to fit in. I always think there's been a bit more of Atletico to Joao Felix than people like to admit because he, he is headstrong and he is feisty and they've managed to work with that. And I think the most remarkable thing that Manchester United have managed to do over this last three weeks, they've managed to get Atletico back into form. You know, they've salvaged their season <laughs> because that first half in Madrid in which Atletico played, I think to that point, their best performance of the, the, the season they've managed to build on that mm. and for that reason because of that first half in Madrid even though they didn't quite get the result they want and because of the no away goals thing the Alango equalised wasn't consequence free but it's not as consequence heavy as it might have been you know if they go in with a 1-1 mm. where the away goal counts it's a completely different well, they could, game they can, classic yesterday. Man United they could have just closed it out for a 0-0 <laughs> um, and that would have been that but um, we should say that um, Diego Simeone it's his sixth win in seven head-to-head ties against English sides, which shows you just how frustrating it is for, for English sides, but he knows what he's doing. But the weird the weird thing is, though, they're not that Atletico anymore. Manchester United have simply made them look like that Atletico again. Well, but then, they cannot defend their own box, and United made it easy for them. I understand you say they're not that Atletico, but, they, but, but some of those players have memories and can, you know go back and play some of the old hits, of course. Diego Simeone ran off the pitch at full time and regrettably there were missiles thrown at him, which is, which is a, a bit pathetic, uh, to say the least. Where, well, I was trying to work out where that, you know, where that came from. Was it because he was... Was he goading the crowd in any way? I couldn't see any of that. I didn't really he, understand I mean, he sort it. of ran down the touch. I, but he I does, no, no, but he does he, that after every single Atletico he, game. He, he does, but was, yeah. but was he yeah. like, was he goading them... Like during the game, I, I didn't see any reason for them to do that. There's no reason at all. Even if he, even if he ran down, giving it the big one. I mean, yeah, you know. like I, I just didn't. Under, yeah, he was just pathetic, really. Um, it, it was. Does he go? Does he get to the dressing room like quickly? So when the players come in, you know, is, I've been expecting you. He's, kind of he's still trim. Is it, first, is it first come first serve? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, gentlemen, there was uh, another one nil away victory uh, in uh, the Champions League last night. Benfica, of course, beat Ajax. 1-0 uh, Nunez with a, a late-ish uh, winning goal. Benfica a step closer to ending their European trophy curse. Is that how it's being spun in Lisbon today? No. <laughs> <laughs> but do, they, do they like people mentioning it and jinxing it? Oh, they, they, oh you're going to win it now. They're the ones who mentioned it. it. <laughs> but it was, it was a good smash and grab job for the Fika, Andy. Yeah, it was. Um, and Darwin is such a great player. I mean, a, 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 a really good header from him from the mm. corner. And they had a chance just before that from a corner where Vertonghen should have done a little bit better. That was a wonderful header from Vertonghen because... Love to a, hear his name. There's an angle from behind the goal where it looks like he's totally misread where he is on the pitch. Because <laughs> he, he heads it with such certainty and it basically goes halfway between the, like the far post and the corner flag. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Darwin ends up in the Premier League next season, I think. You reckon? Y- yeah. He's, he's such a good centre forward and for that sort of game where you want a defensive effort and basically your centre forward to run his ass off perfect yeah indeed uh, Andy I, I mean they looked the better side and had most of the chances they'll be very very disappointed but how are Benfica faring in the Portuguese league I mean that's terribly great... this is the only thing they've got left well that's right I mean you could say must be nice <laughs> <laughs> well I was going to say like if you look at uh, you, you know you look at um, well Manchester United and Atletico that would be the same. Well, obviously, for only one of them now, and then and then Benfica too. I mean, it was that's the, that's such a marquee result. You saw the way they celebrated at the end, quite similar to mm. to Atletico as well. And the efforts of Nicolas Otamendi and, and Yang Vertonghen, of course, uh, helped them out with this victory. Yeah, they did. And you know who's really great in front of them? 
Adel Tarapt. Yes. Do you know he what? had a good game. And do you know I what? I heard that name mentioned, I thought. For the headed... Is, is there, yeah. The headed clearance. I thought, like, sorry? Is there another one? But the, yeah. the, the, another fu- the, the funny the funny thing is, mm-hmm. is Eric Ten Hag was quite controversially saying before the game, well, of course, Benfica uh, had to play with 10 men for 82 minutes plus stoppage time at the, at the weekend. So, you know, I think they might be a little tired. What he failed to mention mm. is that Tarapt was the man who got sent off after eight <laughs> minutes. So he wasn't very tired. Yes, exactly. Yeah. How's Tarapt getting on with Benfica? It's a different role for him playing, presumably. Well, it was it was Bruno Lage who um, brought him back into the mix mm. because he signed for Benfica, yeah. didn't play for the first team for three years because it just didn't work. And um, then every now and again, like some Tarapt highlights from Benfica's like B team would pop up on social media. Him kicking the corner flag. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, he's still there. Good. Yeah, a couple of loan spells to Italy. And then Bruno Lage said when he came in, right, everyone starts from zero, liked to wrapped in training and stuck him in this mm. sort of deeper central midfield position. It's, it's an exaggeration to say he's a defensive midfielder because obviously he's next to, to Julian Weigel. But he has, on the whole, been pretty good and Benfica fans really like him. It's a fascinating career. I love it. It is. It's like all the early flair stuff was him getting out of his system. Mm. And like, I'm sure he has that now, but like you know, I think of his championship season with QPR when they got promoted. Oh yeah, which was uh, like I know people you you know we, it's a criticism when you say someone's found their level, but I thought he found like his enjoyment space. Mm. I was like, mm. you can be anything you want here. Yeah, just stay here. That's well, very much the words of uh, Neil Warnock as well. <laughs> but, well. I mean, there was always that rumor, wasn't there, that Warnock would fine him if he came back into the, his own half, kind of thing. In other words, you just stay out there, you just do your stuff. And yeah, right. and have a bit of a free role. And is there an argument that he would only train like twice a week? And and and, and is, all there, is there an argument that that harms him as a footballer? Uh, look, but whether it, whether that's true or not, it's it's believable. But well, yeah, there there is embellishment involved. I, totally, I, I realise that. I think, yeah. You know, also like telling a footballer you're going to find them for something doesn't put them off doing it. No, exactly. <laughs> that, that is a very salient point. But I think uh, with throughout, you know, back in those days, he was a lot younger, so. We've seen it with with much more talented players, like yeah. you know, Ronaldinho, for example, at PSG, when he would turn up and he wouldn't just lie on the the treatment table and sort of doze off for the first bit of training and all this kind of stuff, Andy. But what's remarkable, yes, Marcus, is a player like that gets to a point where he gets it. Well, and and that that is, thinks, that's why I thought that, that's, that's amazing. Most, that's the most remarkable thing is that here he is now playing in a very important Champions League game mm-hmm. in in the knockout phases against a superior opponent where you need to have a bit of grind yep. and Tarat's in the middle of the pitch doing all that at the age of 32. Nobody, and I do mean nobody, could have predicted that when yep. he was kind of just trudging around the pitch at QPR and sort of just, you know, curling them in from, from you know, 25 yards out for fun and so on. Clearly he had talent, but clearly his attitude wasn't the best. Uh, and as you say, Bruno Lager's taking a bit of credit there for, for moulding mm. him into um, a Champions League starlet. You, you know what you were saying if, uh, like at the start of this when we were talking about it? Is this a different adult wrapped? You could cut together two sets of yeah. highlights, you know, from his defensive midfield stage now to how he was before. Yeah. And you'd, ha- you'd have to convince yourself it was two different players. Yeah, you would. You absolutely would. There we are. But he, he's, he's through. The boys are through, the Benfica are through to the next round. It's uh, interesting. And I think the draw is this uh, this Friday. So, Do uh, Benfica fans uh, sing Tarap's Too Good For You? Because that was, that, was, that was a great one at Loftus Road. That was yeah, good. that was good. I, I very much enjoyed that on the odd occasion I went down there. Excellent uh, stuff. All right, everybody, uh, let's have a quick break. And after which, we're going to have pep talks. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Eureka, the show that gets under the skin of science in a good way. I'm Rick Edwards. And I'm Dr. Michael Brooks. Not the kind of doctor who'd be able to help much if you're having like a heart attack. But if you're wondering about quantum physics or the theory of matter, he's your man. Well, probably. Every week we're asking a new puzzling question from the world of science and discovering the answer with the help of a world-leading expert. Like, will we ever talk to animals? They are definitely talking. You know, that's, again, a word that I would qualify because we usually mean that vocally. But in their own ways, they're talking to us every single day. Are face transplants the future of cosmetic surgery? Given that range of what's considered attractive, there's probably no point wanting to change your face to be more attractive if you follow science. And should we fear an alien invasion? If an imperialistic drive brings other civilizations to us, then obviously it's not good news. But if it's scientific exploration, it may be good news. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about the weird, magnificent world around us, then this is the show for you. Eureka. Subscribe now and find us on Twitter at EurekaPod. New episodes every Wednesday. Eureka is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Discussion point in football that Harry Maguire has a big head. <laughs> He's able to spread the load. Spreading the load, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday and it's time for Pep Talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. Sit down. Nobody talk. Sit down. Wait. Drink one and relax. Hello, can I, everybody. Can I say, off the back of his post-match press conference after the Palace draw, oh, yeah. if they lose the title to Liverpool and right. it goes down to the last game of the season, what is his post-match oh, interview going to be like? I, I, you, that, that's what I want to happen this season. I just wanted, what you've can raised do? my expectations so much, I just really want to see that. Well, yeah, I, he's just cover, cover himself in honey and be like, I'm so, just I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I love watching Liverpool play. <laughs> Oh, Nathan, come and lick this off me. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Some of you emailed show at footballramble.com or tweeted us at footballramble with your uh, questions and queries and conundrums. And this is from Andy Petrie. And I'm going to read this one, Andy, and it'll become clear why. Andy emailed us back in January asking about um, how to protect his young son from some of the spicier languages that uh, we can hear on the terraces. And Vish and Andy were on that show as well. So we uh, we uh, pick it up from Andy. Hi, Ramblers. I messaged you uh, recently for advice about my six-year-old son learning band language at football. <laughs> Vish reckoned it would be okay. How predictable. And Andy said that fans would not swear near him. Did I? Fast That's forward. terrible advice. Well, gentlemen, fast forward a number of weeks and I've been called in by his teacher to explain why he's shouting, Oh, you're shit! Ah! <laughs> in the playground and calling the other team in games a shit Crystal Palace uh, that he learnt on an away trip to Bromley. Uh, what I need to know is, can I use the pep talk you gave in my defence and can I call Andy and Vish as witnesses for me? See, the, the <laughs> issue is, is here, Andy, that you've made a dreadful mistake in taking your son to football in the 1990s, <laughs> which I can tell from the, whoa, your shit out. But people still do that, as Aaron people Ramsdale knows. Yeah. That they shouldn't. Andy, you're the one in the dock here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't know you went to In the my defence, I thought we had parliamentary privilege in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, that's the kind of thing you need to be yeah. coming out with. Fish gets it. That's why he's, <laughs> that's why he's being yet more deceitful. The um, criminal mastermind. I yeah. don't think we, we look. People email in the show. We give them advice. Yeah. Maybe the kid has bad vibes. We've mentioned it before. <laughs> say it again. It's the child's fault. Maybe it's the child's fault. Actually, some people are beyond saving. Is that because what you're yeah? Because you know, shit, Crystal Palace. Oh, I get it. Whoa, your shit out. I'm gonna need more detail. Is he mm. saying that when someone's kicking the, you know, doing a goal kick, when a teacher walks in the room? <laughs> 
I'd respect that, actually. That would be very good. I would love it? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, is it turning the handle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if it's a substitute teacher, you're... Oh, <laughs> Well, there we are. Uh, can you call that? You're, you're, you're just a shit Mr. Burton. <clears throat> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's that, good. That would be I would like that. Substitute apply, teacher, it, it? apply what you hear at football mm. to the classroom. So yeah. what we're saying is encouraging start. Uh-huh. Let's get him to the next level, Andy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mr. Petri, uh, feel free to call Andy and Vish. You can find their number uh, in any um, red telephone box in London. And uh, and I don't know if you can use that pep talk in your defence, but give it a go. Why not? Eh? Um, all that kind of nonsense we do like to uh, to encourage on the football ramble. I've got an email from Martin on Teesside. Oh. After Chelsea's muggy request to play their game against my <laughs> beloved Borough this Saturday behind closed doors, seriously, who do they think they are? I've inadvertently been dragged into the discourse of course, this pales into insignificance compared to the people suffering in Ukraine, and I think that's worth mentioning at every point. Anyway, I've not got a ticket for the game because I'm disorganised, and having children, I love them, <laughs> is still a pain in the ass. <laughs> However, I'm even more desperate to go, hopefully to see us stick one on them. So how can I get into the game? A few tickets are being sold today, but I don't think I'll manage to get one. So the only option I can see is to sneak into the near-empty away end. <laughs> how do I go about it? Do I pay homage to one of the classics and sneak through a laundry basket like Jose? Jose? What about... Um, what about getting there hours and hours before kickoff, don a high-vis jacket and stand there innocuously, maybe even a parachute jump? Any suggestions on how I can snag one of these empty seats? I will, of course, take a microphone and record an episode of At The Match in Good return man. for the sage advice so many of us come to you idiots for. <laughs> I, just, I mean, there will, be, there will be empty seats in the away end. Some empty seats. Um, why, I, why can't Martin just do what anyone else would do and yeah. dress as one of the mascots? I thought you said. I thought you must have dressed as one of the players. <laughs> well, that's a possibility. Too, Jimmy isn't Jump. It? Yeah, I. I mean, obviously, you can't encourage someone to break into a football ground and so on. Um, but uh, I mean, if I, I think what he should do is that he should get his laundry basket from home, whatever it is, and just someone just place it outside the stadium and just see how you get on. Yeah, like not even one with wheels. No. Like, we've got one at home and it doesn't have wheels. It has a little white, whatever, whatever little white got, bag in it. People yeah. try to pick it up. It's water. It's wet. These clothes. Oh, what is it? Someone's dirty laundry. Should we take that into the ground with us? <laughs> well, we've got, we've got loads of washing machines in there. <laughs> where will we put it? Where, yeah. where are we going to put it? There's loads of empty seats. I'm I mean, about it. Yeah, I mean, Martin, he, maybe he gets stuffed in one of the machines. He gets a free wash. You know, everybody's happy. What, worst case yeah. scenario, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. worst case scenario. <laughs> Right. Sorry, what's this human being doing there? No, well, it's in the dirty baskets. So we've got to wash it, haven't we? Well, there we are. Uh, I think we've solved that one for you, Martin. Let us know how you get on. Showfootballramble uh, for that kind of nonsense. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right, uh, gentlemen. There was some uh, stuff happening in the championship last night. Fulham lost only their second uh, game in fourteen uh, league games. They lost to Steve Bruce's West Brom one nil. God, blimey, eh? Sometimes you just got to hold your hands up, haven't you, Vish? When Steve Bruce out tactics you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they've been so good, Fulham. What have they got? 90 goals or something they've scored this season, plus goal average of 58 or 56. Whereas Brucey knows how to get a clean sheet. We saw him do that in Newcastle United. He's applying these tactics. <laughs> again and again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> but like Atletico Madrid, 1 0 was enough. Is that so? You're, you're going <laughs> to throw that comparison and let it hang in the air, are you? You can very well Atletico Madrid when they won the won La Liga made a name for themselves. All right, fine. If you're going to be flippant about this, Andy, <laughs> is Steve Bruce the Diego Simeone the championship? Well, I, I think we've all come to a conclusion on that, haven't we? Yes, I think yes. we have. But it was a great win, and he was typically inspiring in his victory. He said, "We've taken seven points out of nine, and now the pressure is on all of us to get a result at Bristol City on Saturday." Of course, West Brom—they're in the mix. They want it. They're looking at a promotion potentially this season. Can we repeat that performance? Who knows? <laughs> well, you'll give it a go, won't you, Steve? Um, it was not acceptable, and I think they realised that too with their performance against Swansea. Maybe that was the low point. I hope it is anyway. <laughs> Just You know, the man's only got so much control over the situation, hasn't he, Andy? Uh, yeah, that's clear. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many teams between them and the, like, at the bottom of the playoff, though. They didn't... I mean, like, it's all well and good saying that. And probably, you know, obviously he's not going to give it up. But 
feels like it's a bit of a long shot. It does feel like it's a bit of a long shot, and it's a shame for West Brom because early season, uh, early on in the season, yeah. they, they they were they were going, but they're now twelfth, which is surprising. But this is the championship. You win a couple of games and you sneak into sixth, and uh, you can go up through the playoffs. That is the beauty of it. And it's always the team who uh, sneaks into sixth that have the momentum. They were, and they win the Champions League. Yes, exactly. And they win the Championship League. Absolutely right. Uh, Fulham, though, they're still looking good. And Bournemouth have got a couple of games in hand on them. Um, and they are 11 points behind them, though. But Fulham are 14 points uh, above Huddersfield. So Fulham, I mean, they're surely going to get promoted. I was banging on about them winning the league early on in the season, which uh, looks like a fairly safe prediction, unless Bournemouth can pull something quite impressive out of uh, the bag. My other prediction was Harry Wilson would get player of the season in the championship. He scored a nice one against Barnsley. But he, did. he did miss an absolute sit out to win the game. But there we are. We shall see. Can I tell you, you're missing out. In Steve out. Bruce fashion, we shall see. <laughs> you're missing out on the, the most exciting night, well, at least for me, mm-hmm. of uh, EFL action in, in, in League One cool. of, of, of the recent past. In the Wimbledon didn't play, all their rivals mm. for relegation played. Mm. And if they'd picked up points well Wimbledon would be in the bottom four now but no no Gillingham lost uh-huh. Morecambe lost oh. Fleetwood lost Crew lost so the team's just below and just above Wimbledon oh. so it's the best night Wimbledon have had for a very long time without actually playing we haven't won for 19 games and we're absurd s- we're still not we in the- won in 19 and we're still not in the bottom four <laughs> how many of them have been draws that is just that is that is piss poor isn't it yeah <laughs> It really is. Have a word, Andy. <laughs> well, the whole league, everyone down there, <laughs> bloody hell fire. I, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. You could look no, at there it. Isn't. There's just one. You here, could, Andy. No, you could look at it from the perspective of how we're not in the bottom four. You could also look at it from the perspective of if we just won like two of those 19 games, mm. we'd be in an amazing position. Be like, third clear. In the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Um, back to the championship, though. Do you see that Tom Ince scored in a one-all draw? Mm. Uh, Reading uh, playing Bournemouth, of course, to help his dad out. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, That's a lovely out. one. <laughs> you on, make son. it sound like he's, you know, every now and again when you get called into the garden to help your dad. <laughs> make it sound like he's the kit man and he's yeah. registered before the game. I've, honestly, I've seen him. He's a player. Trust me. Come Trust in. Come me. <laughs> that is nice. Don't hang out with your friends. Come and score a goal. <laughs> well, that is a nice one, though, isn't it? I mean, they're playing a, a you know, a superior opponent in, um, in Bournemouth, of course. And uh, and they need uh, some results themselves, Reading. You know, they're, they're 21st. Uh, just uh, two points now above Barnsley, uh, above the relegation zone. So stop the rot. They'd lost three on the trot. And an important point it was for uh, Paul Ince's boys. Um, Dominic Solanke, though, scored his 22nd championship goal of the season, um, which uh, is quite a fair few behind uh, Alexander Mitchell. <laughs> It's ridiculous, isn't it? He scored 22 goals in the championship of the season. Very, very good tally. And then when you think about old Mitro, who did miss a chance last night, it's uh, he, he's nowhere near him. Uh, Derby County lost 3-1 against Blackburn Rovers, despite uh, Ravel Morrison's goal for the Rams. Nice to hear his name. Um, that, Derby, we were, we have been dreaming of, of, of Rooney keeping them up this season, which would be a hell of an achievement, Andy, of course. But they've lost five in their last six. They are six points from safety. This, uh, as uh, well. uh, that's played a still, game more than everyone as yeah. well. That's still an incredible position when you consider where they were. Andy, if they get relegated, it will be a great shame because of what Rooney's done to put them in the position. I understand you're right. The fact is they're still in contention, but the games are running out. Now, I know in the Championship... At the this the stage games of the never season, run out in the Championship. I refuse to believe that the games do run out I know, in the Championship. I know at this stage of the season, Andy, if I may, that there's still 25 games left. Okay, but they will eventually run out. And are you worried for Derby now? That's a bad run they're on. Lost five in the last six. Yeah, that's that, that's true. But I, I think you know, you look at Blackburn are one of the better sides they are. in the division. So I, I think you you have to be realistic. It's lovely to see Ravel Morrison popping up with a few recently. It is. Who would have thought, eh? Who would have thought? Come back home. I was going to say, maybe. Maybe he's the answer to Rangnick's problems at Manchester United. Uh, no, we do know that. I don't need to end that by saying who knows. Um, gentlemen, then, on to tonight's action. Uh, Lille versus the aforementioned Chelsea Football Club. Once again, the uncertainty over Chelsea's ownership has clouded the build-up to this match. 
yesterday, of course, as we uh, uh, mentioned in uh, pep talks, or I suppose alluded to in pep talks rather, uh, that Chelsea um, announced with extreme reluctance they had requested to the FA that their game against uh, Middlesbrough in the FA Cup uh, could be played behind closed doors. Of course, it is at the Riverside in Middlesbrough. I think everybody's aware of that now and everyone's had their say. Uh, Chelsea's statement said, we are asking the FA uh, board to direct that the game be played behind closed doors for matters of sporting integrity. And then Steve Gibson got his pen out. Indeed, he did. <laughs> they went on to say, Chelsea FC recognises that such an outcome would have a huge impact on Middlesbrough and its supporters, as well as our own fans who have already bought uh, the limited number of tickets that were sold before the licence was imposed. But we believe this is the fairest way of per- proceeding in the current circumstances. Middlesbrough responded, saying that the suggestion was both bizarre and without any merit whatsoever, and also said, uh, all concerned are well aware of the reasons Chelsea have been sanctioned, and this has nothing to do with Middlesbrough Football Club. To invoke sporting integrity as reason for the game being played behind closed doors is ironic in the extreme, <laughs> which is a lovely retort, Andy. I think we can all agree. Yes, I, I, I think we can. And <laughs> what, to me, is remarkable is... That in recent days, I think people have gradually, in general, started to become aware of not all Chelsea fans have been chanting for Roman Abramovich. Mm. And there are some that are concerned for the future of their Mm -hmm. club and were were there before Abramovich and will be there after him. We spoke about this on Friday at some length, obviously. And with the good work of the Chelsea Supporters Trust and the Chelsea pitch owners, it felt like there was a bit more of nuance and understanding mm-hmm. about the position of Chelsea supporters at large, not just the, the noisiest and most obnoxious at, at some of those games, such as the away game at Burnley. And this is a great example of how a club and its supporters are two totally different things. Because just with one short statement, mm-hmm. the club have undone a lot of that good work <clears throat> yeah. that the fans have done, which I find obnoxious, infuriating, mm-hmm. unfair on those supporters. Just, yeah. I come mean, on, read the, the room. The, yeah, indeed. Yeah, they withdrew the request according to the FA, though. Yeah, but they'd already say. said it by then. Yeah. Well, it, it, was, it was never going to be shunted through in the first place. They've made themselves look terrible and they can't make, they can't really take that The back. only thing that I would have thought, okay, fair play, lads, if they'd have gone, no, nah, we were only joking. <laughs> that's the but, only but, thing but yeah exactly Yeah, yeah you've, that's how you, ridiculous it is you've already shown us where, where your head at with, it, with this you've, mm. sh- you've shown us exactly how much responsibility mm. you're, you're willing to take and how much you think I suppose of, of what you've done and, and whether you consider it wrong the idea that you, yeah, it, it's the you know Steve Gibson's absolutely spot on it's it's writing sporting integrity on that and like someone you know how you know how these things mm. work we've all work, worked in institutions where mm. you, you, there's a lot of box ticking statements don't get get put out until they're read reread and then reread by sometimes three tiers of management mm-hmm. every single one of them went through that and thought mm. yeah that's probably fine yeah no one will no one is going to throw that in our mm. face yeah, i think yeah, it's yeah. it's a good example <clears throat> let's remind that, them yeah. <laughs> when people do read through a statement they only generally read the first two paragraphs. Because the first two paragraphs of that statement, you're thinking, okay, fair enough. We, we understand the position <clears throat> of the supporters, et cetera, et cetera. And then the third paragraph is, whoa, it goes way off in a completely different direction. Because also, but also like the, the lack of self-awareness to think that, right, well, why wouldn't then, you know, someone come to you and say, right, all your league games are going to be behind closed doors now? Yeah. It's it's remarkable, isn't it? And also, just the like someone, you know, there are people complaining about it, saying that right. So you're happily going to rob Middlesbrough of making money mm. from this tie because obviously, you know, FA Cup games, get mm. receipts half and half. Um, and then someone who obviously hasn't been paying attention as a Chelsea fan was suggesting, well, no, you know, I'm sure Chelsea will make it up to them. They literally can't. <laughs> they literally can't. You're getting a mega bus to Middlesbrough, mate. You literally don't, you can't pay anyone. Indeed. Well, speaking of uh, transport travel, I mean, obviously they're playing in France tonight, as we said uh, moments earlier. They're away to, to Lille in, in the Champions League. Now, as we know, um, in France, there were reports recently that the game may not go ahead because of EU sanctions placed on Roman Abramovich. However, it looks like the game is set to be played. UEFA stated, our understanding is that the present case is assessed in the context of the licence issued in the UK, which allows Chelsea FC to continue minimal football activity whilst providing a safeguard that no financial gain will result for Mr Abramovich. I mean, it's, it's, they, 
continue with minimal football activity. It's the European and world champions we're talking about. Just blimey, absolutely incredible. But UK government, of course, have sanctioned uh, the sanctions that the UK government have brought in have reduced the budget Chelsea can spend on travel to European away games. And after their win against Newcastle at the weekend, Thomas Tuchel said of the trip to France, "We can go by plane. If not, we can go by train." If not, we can go by bus. If not, I drive a seven-seater. <laughs> and Kai Havert said he would pay for travel to away games if required. I mean, we're getting on to it. I mean, people will then start saying, well, those, these footballers are wealthy enough, they should play for their own travel. But that's not really the point. Can, can I say the thing that annoys me the most about this mm. is it's underlining how <clears throat> environmentally unfriendly Premier League clubs are mm. in, in particular. Like it, it, it's not. It's not just limited to football, though. Like as someone who covers cricket, like it's yeah, the sport at that level is comically bad for the environment. But I just like flying to Norwich for an away game. What is justifiable about that? It's nowhere near justifiable. I don't know. The little bag of pretzels is mm. always quite fun on the plane. Yeah, some people might not have been aware that Norwich has an airport. Would, would so. you get through the bag of pretzels in a, in a flight of that length? I'm not sure you would, would you? Depends how bad. You'd have to rush, wouldn't you? Yeah, you might have a George W. Bush situation. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was George Bush. I think his father. Was it? Yeah, when he was sick on the. No, no. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant wolfing down. No. Well, if there's an issue, you can't finish it. You just circle in the air. I, I don't think you? that was to do with gluttony. I think he was genuinely ill. Oh, okay. <laughs> Too many pretzels. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's quite funny. But, but the the thing is, because it's so ingrained now, mm. that I know Tuchel got a bit of stick saying that, um, oh, you know, it's it'll be a hassle taking the 10 hours. Like, it will be, you know, that kind of travel drains you and they've got it down the top Premier League teams, top teams in the NBA and all other sports where there is a lot of travel involved. They've got it down to a T of like how you operate and planes are a huge part of that, as mm. are things like sunglasses that help you condition if you're travelling to different time zones and Does things that like work? that. work? Yeah, it works really well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but, the, uh, but like it, it will be interesting for the longer trips in the Premier League even. I suppose we're going to see it on the, on the weekend for Middlesbrough, as we said. But it is gonna it is gonna affect them on the field. Above, you know, I suppose of the things that should affect them, it's quite low down on the list that should affect their, yeah. you know, their state of mind. Having, but having said it's that, it's gonna have an effect. Yeah, you see La Liga players on trains a lot, a lot. Yeah, and, and that's something that you. Well, you see, see, Premier, you see, you do see United travel. Um, you know, obviously they book out entire like trains basically, mm. but they they do that for London trips every now and again. Yeah, I yeah. mean that needs to be. You know, the bare minimum, though. I, I find it just absolutely remarkable. And let's get it straight. England is not a big country. Yeah. Geographically, it's not a big country. There's no excuse. No excuse, everybody. Brussels. Crack the whip. Okay. Dave Angel, um, eco-warrior. <laughs> <laughs> While they're up against the French champions, they've got to beat them, Andy, if they want to progress to the next round. That's how and it works. they will. And um, the fact that Renato Sanchez is injured and got injured at the weekend no. is mm. the straw that has broken the camel's back, I would suggest. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the game is tonight, so we just have to wait a little bit longer and then we can enjoy that one. Uh, also tonight, a little bit of Premier League, of course, Arsenal versus uh, Liverpool. Oh, that's and, a big bit of Premier League. Oh, a lovely little chunk. I, th- I think we're blowing the Champions League out of the water here. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Come into our tent. <laughs> Uh, you can get the train here. Um, uh, Andy and Jim, you're going to be in attendance with old uh, Jimmy Campbell. You're going to be recording an At The Match. Yes, we will be. Oh, I look forward to hearing that when it's uh, available. Uh, and of course, after Man City's draw at uh, Selhurst Park, Liverpool can close the gap just to one point. And, and Klopp said he wants Liverpool to be as, no- as annoying as possible to Man City in the title race. So that's um, that, well, that, that, that would do it. Andy, a victory tonight, you'd have to say. Whereas Arsenal can go four points above your beloved Manchester United with a win here. Mikel Arteta said of the match, being able to beat the most informed team in the country would be really, really big. So that's the aim tomorrow. He said that yesterday. And they've got a couple of huge <laughs> games left, haven't they? Against, yeah. against Liverpool, that Arsenal, that is. They've got, they've got Liverpool, they've got United to, uh-huh. to come as well. They've got the rescheduled Spurs game. And, and Chelsea Arsenal, as well, yeah. Arsenal have given themselves... A great platform. They have. But now they have to go through that door. And are you going to the Emirates tonight? I want a prediction out of you. I think it's going to be a 1 1 draw. 1 1 draw, Vish. I think it's going to be. Uh, ooh, 2 1 Liverpool. 2 2. 
So, well, so, so you're going for draws. I, I think Liverpool might just nick it with a late one. Okay. And you're going to capture Jim's disappointment on the oh, mic. Oh, don't say that. You're the one doing it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you're go- you're going there to expose him. Yeah, to to. See. I'm not. I'm not going to the Emirates you're, you're to expose a, Jim. You're just a grief tourist, Andy. Going to the Emirates with Jim. You didn't want to go against Leicester. No. You didn't want to go when they're on their little Absolutely lovely unbeaten run. What is it? Five wins yeah. in a row, first time since 2018. You will see Liverpool come to that town. That was predictable, wasn't it, Mitch? <laughs> exactly. You see Liverpool come to town. You want a piece. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're going there and to see what Jim's moral integrity is like, presumably. So make sure you capture that before and after the game. Uh, oh, elsewhere, of course, Brighton uh, versus Spurs. Spurs will need a win as well to try and uh, keep up their uh, fourth spot ambitions. So all to play for in the Premier League tonight. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star review, everybody. It helps new listeners find the show. We will love you for it. Let's grow this community. Let's love conquer all. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network on tomorrow's show. Andy, you're back with Kate and Luke. Yes. Sock it to him, pal. Yes. Give him hell. Uh, until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you for choosing Enterprise. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 